and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. God, that is our prayer and declaration. We come to you, we look to you, and we find our strength in you and in your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our morning worship and prayer. We're continuing on with our series on miracles as we talk about the mighty miracles that God has done from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation where we see that our God is a God of miracles. Our God is a mighty miracle-working God. The things He says and does give us a glimpse of who He is. And our prayer is that the more we know Him, the more we would love and obey Him. So we're continuing on uh, in our story, and we're now in the book of Judges. You see, let me ask you this question as we talk about our devotion this morning. Was there a time that you sought God for a sign? Probably you're praying for something and you've told God, Lord, please, please give me a sign. When my grab arrives on time, when my boss wears the color blue, when it shines, when the sun shines today and it doesn't rain, I ask you for this sign. Was there ever a time that you asked God for a sign to confirm that He would answer your prayer? Or was there a time where you felt weakened in your faith? Where you doubted if God would hold true to His promise? A time where you needed an assurance, Lord, please assure me that what you have promised will come to pass. Most, if not all of us, have gone through a time like that where you want God to assure us Lord, would you assure us that your promise would prove true, that what you said would happen in my life. Now, we'll go to a story of a judge in the nation of Israel who also asked God for a sign. Now, the book of Judges, we see that the nation of Israel was falling into a pattern. They would sin before God, do evil in His eyes. Therefore, God would give them over to be enslaved and subjugated enslaved by their oppressors. So sin, slavery, and subjugation, then they would in turn repent and seek God, and God would save them. That was the overall cycle that was happening in the book of Judges. Now, God had sent judges, not the kind of judges that we know today. In our time today, judges would mediate, enforce justice, and mediate in disputes in the court of law to uphold justice. Those are judges that we know in our time today. But during this time in the nation of Israel, God had sent judges to speak to the people of Israel, to represent God, and to also lead the people of God against their oppressors during this time. So God sends one of his judges. His name is Gideon. We see his story on Judges chapter 6. Could I invite you to open your Bibles with me as we learn from the story of Gideon? Judges chapter 6, verse 1. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. So here we see that cycle again. Sin, slavery, and subjugation, seeking God, and then being saved by God. During this time, they were under oppress oppression. They were oppressed by the Midianites. The Midianites um, cut off the crops, left the Israelites starving for food. That's how cruel the Midianites were. 
Verse 7, when they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites and he said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. We see that even in the midst of their sin, God was continuing to reveal himself to them, to remind them who they were, to remind them how God had freed them and how God was with them. Verse 12 to 17, The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Because the Israelite nation cried out to God, God now calls a man named Gideon. And he calls him out and says, Gideon replies, Sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. We see here the judge that God had called, the judge that God had appointed, bearing his heart out before the Lord and asking his questions. Why, Lord, did this happen? Where is the proof that God had indeed freed us and is with us? Perhaps you have asked that of God at one point. God, why did this happen? Lord, if this is your promise, where can I see this in my life? Gideon too was on that place. But I love how God meets him in his faith. God meets him in the midst of his questions. Verse 15, But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Gideon replied, If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. So God calls Gideon, but Gideon tells God, I am the weakest, I am least in my clan. Prove to me. Give me a sign, Lord, that this will really happen in my life. And this was the sign that Gideon asked. Judges 6, verse 36 to 40. Then Gideon said to God, If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me. In this way, I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. I love how God responds. And that is just what happened when Gideon got up early the next morning. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. The fleece was soaked. The ground was dry. A miracle happened before Gideon's eyes. Verse 39, he wasn't satisfied with just one miracle. He even told God. Then Gideon again said to God, Please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it wet with dew. Baliktad naman yung hinihingi niya. So that night, God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered 
with do. God reversed the miracle and proved himself to Gideon. In fact, in this story, Gideon doesn't just ask for two miracles. He even asked a first miracle for God to consume his burnt offering and then the fleece becoming wet and then the fleece becoming dry despite the opposite conditions of its surroundings. But I love that we see in the story God being so patient despite of Gideon's seemingly weak faith, despite Gideon asking for a sign. God met and strengthened Gideon in the midst of his weakness. Gideon didn't just feel weak from his clan, felt least in his clan, but he also had weak faith. But how many of you are glad that God meets us even if our faith is small? God met and strengthened Gideon in the midst of his weakness, and he does the same for us. God is faithful, though we are faithless. God is faithful, though we are faithless. Four ways that we see God responding to Gideon in this story. In spite Israel's pattern of sin, rebellion, seeking God and being saved by them. Four ways that God had responded. First, God spoke His word. God spoke His word. Second, God sent His servant. God had sent Gideon to lead Israel into victory against Midian. Third, God strengthened the faith of Gideon. How many of you are glad that God strengthens our weak faith? And fourth, God saved. In the next chapter, we see God leading the Israelites through his judge, Gideon, into battle against Midian, and they arise victorious. God spoke, God sent, God strengthened, and God saved. And that is the way that God responded to this lack of faith of Gideon. But interesting to note, even if Gideon asked for a sign because he wanted God to prove himself, Gideon makes it to the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Imagine, but then we know Gideon, after knowing who God is, responds in obedience to take God on his word and fights the Midianites. Now, fast forward in the future, I'm reminded of another disciple of Jesus who also asked him for a sign. We find that story in John chapter 20, 25 to 29. This was the story of Thomas. Jesus had resurrected, shown himself to the other disciples, but Thomas would not believe. Verse 25, they told him, we have seen the Lord, but he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Just like Gideon, here was Thomas, wanting to believe but finding himself in the midst of doubt, asking for specific signs. Remember, Gideon was asking for a sign with his fleece. Now Thomas was asking for a specific sign, to place my hand in his wounds. Verse 26, eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as Jesus was standing among them, Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Verse 28, my Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Perhaps you're also finding yourself in that situation, wondering, Lord, would you give me a sign? Lord, would you give me an assurance? Let me know if what you promised will come to pass in my life. Maybe the words of Jesus to Thomas are also his words for you and me today. Don't be faithless 
any longer. Believe. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And just as how Gideon responded to God in obedience, how Thomas responded, my Lord and my God, may we too respond to God. Even if he gives us a sign or even if he doesn't. God met Thomas in the midst of his weakness, just as he did Gideon. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Now, we could be those people asking God, wanting to believe in God, asking Him for a sign. We want to believe, but our faith is weak. Or probably, some of us could be on the other end of the spectrum. You see, there were also another group who was asking Jesus for a sign. And Jesus had a word for them as well. Matthew 12, 38-41 One day, some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now, someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. Jesus was talking to the other groups of people, the religious leaders, who was asking for a sign, not because they were in faith, but because they were challenging Jesus' authority. But notice how Jesus responds. I will only give them this sign, the sign of Jonah. But what does the sign of Jonah represent? It points to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Three days after being crucified, He would rise from the dead, and when people would turn to Him, in repentance, they would have eternal life. Jesus was telling them the only sign that would be given is the miraculous life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But even presented with that sign, people would choose not to turn to Him. People would not repent. It tells us that even if God had given us sign upon sign, wonder upon wonder, and even if God had gone to the extent of giving us His Son, if you have chosen not to believe in Jesus anyway, nothing would change your mind. I pray that we would hear, not just looking to signs, but looking ultimately to the Son of God that was sent for all of us. I love that God is so consistent. He responds again to the leaders, religious leaders, asking for a sign in this way. Jesus spoke His word. Jesus sent His servant, this time not just a servant, but His Son, Jesus strengthens their faith only if they would turn and believe, and God saves. God spoke, God sent, God strengthened, and God saves. That is the kind of God that we have. Whether He gives us a sign or not, may we turn to Him and believe in Him. Question is this, are we coming to God on our own terms? Or do we come to God in faith, knowing that God will move according to His will, according to His Word, and according to His ways. May we not dictate our terms to God. May we come to Him knowing His will, His ways, and His Word. May we turn to Him, turn to faith, and believe. Just as He encouraged Thomas, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. God, we praise You. We thank You for Your Word that is true, 
for your ways, for your will. And God, we as your people repent. God, we repent if there are times that our faith has been so weak, in the times that we've challenged your authority, in the times that we've been asking you to prove yourself, asking for miraculous signs. But God, we thank you for reminding us today that you have already spoken your word to us and we want to claim your word. God, you have already sent us your servants and even your son. May we put our faith in him. God, we ask that you strengthen our faith. And God, ultimately, we know that you are a God who saves. Lord, thank you. You are a God who speaks, who sends, who, who saves, and ultimately strengthens our faith. Lord, for that, we praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him once more through this song. Though fear may come, I'm holding on. Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. May you go throughout the day in faith, declaring your faith and living out your faith. God bless you. Have an amazing day ahead. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.